Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every catch. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. Alright, this is Down the Sidelines. It's our you know, predictive sports show here on the Show Me Your News Network at showmeyournews.com. And Joel, the college football season is soon upon us. It is so soon. I mean, like, just a few days. And there are a lot of games coming up before even Saturday happens. That's true. You know, normally we're going to have our uh, kind of competition throughout the football season for both college and NFL, where we have uh, sminges. You know, part of the members of the Show Me Your News community contribute and you know kind of stick with the team and make predictions based on the spread. We'll get to that. And we're going to release episode thirty-six of our podcast very soon, within the next couple of days. But this is our NCAA football prediction special. We did one last year. Mm-hmm. Got some things right got some things wrong and so in our predictive style here on the show we're going to go through each conference pick a champion you know things that we like things we don't like for different teams and then ultimately we're going to end up with heisman predictions bowl predictions and your national champion Mm -hmm. it'll be very interesting indeed but joel we're going to start here with the current preseason AP Top 25. Yep. And then do you want to give us a start? We go, we go oh, with yeah. five teams by five teams. And, you know, right. we kind of talk about, you know, which team do we like here? Which team are we not so sure on? You know, certain things that stand out to us here. Yeah. Um, defending national champions. Probably who you should have at number one. Um, Alabama is, you know, 58 of the votes. I mean... Overwhelming amount. I mean, yeah. that's pretty, pretty solid. Um, you know, expected. Um, and we've got Ohio State, you know, finished the season undefeated last year. Um, you know, of course, I, I, I really don't have any problem with that ranking at all. Um, Oregon, who also had a very good year, that, you know, last year, lost their coach to the NFL. You know, he might have left for some other reasons, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, that high-powered offense and surprisingly good defense last year. Um, and we got Stanford, number four, who is basically like the West Coast Alabama, if you were to look at them. Um, that's who they remind me of the most, uh, you know, really good defensive linemen out there. And then Georgia, a high-powered offense down in the SEC. Um, you know, great quarterback, uh, really young, great running back, um, a couple of them, and... Uh, you know, they'll definitely be competing, you know, with South Carolina, Alabama, all of them to, you know, get to that SEC title game and maybe even go further. Yeah, I and mean, when you see these top five teams, it is it is kind of interesting. Compare what they did last year, what might have changed this year. And for some of these teams, what has stayed consistent? Uh, Alabama looks like they've stayed pretty consistent. Ohio State didn't have many players graduating. They seem to be a strong team this year as well. Uh, like you said, you know Oregon losing Chip Kelly to the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see how that offense you know carries over. But you know they still have Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Yeah. Do they change their offensive scheme or do they stick with what works? Uh, you'd think with the success they've had, they'd stick with things. But you don't know with you know the new coach coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanford and Georgia really two strong teams as well. Um, 
you know, defense really defines Stanford. And with Georgia, like you said, you know, you have you know, a good quarterback running back tandem and just yeah. grouping overall that's returning. That's yeah. I like all these teams. I don't think any one of them is gonna, you know, slip up too far this year. No, I I mean it's it's really hard. They're they're so balanced. Um like, you know, we could we could talk about uh how, you know, probably out of all of them, I would say that Georgia's probably gonna have the worst defense. Mm-hmm. Um, just going on based on what happened last year, of course, last year they had to play uh, a couple of games in the season without their best defensive players. Yeah. Because um, they I, they were suspended, I think. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, still, it's really fun to watch them. Those those two running backs were a big surprise last year. We didn't, we mm-hmm. had no idea that was going to happen. Everybody knew they had a great quarterback. Um but he's coming I mean, in as a senior this year. So I know, yeah, he's on so many people's Heisman's list. Uh, you know, we could talk about all of them, all these teams here, about how, you know, what the, also defines them besides having good overall teams is they all have really, you know, great superstars on their team. Um, guys who are all, I mean, there's probably somebody from every team on the uh, Heisman list, the mm-hmm. preseason Heisman list. So um, Stanford, that's probably probably stretching a bit <laughs> but um you know they i just i think uh, right now they definitely have the best uh, defensive front in in college football yeah so at 6 you have south carolina with the freak jadavian Clowney. uh you know people are really big on this guy as sophomore could very well be the number one pick in next year's draft going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how he plays throughout the year texas a&m at number 7 the johnny manzel I don't want to... Uh, Johnny Manziel experience. It's <laughs> a good way to put it, I suppose. Oh, boy. That'll be interesting to watch as well in the first couple weeks. Uh, Clemson at number eight with Taj Boyd. You got Sammy Watkins out wide. Number nine, Louisville. Teddy Bridgewater is looking to you know, make a bigger name for himself. And then at number 10, Florida. Now you have, well, I think it's what, six teams in the SEC yeah. in the top 10? That's remarkable. <laughs> It's almost like we've just come to expect it every year now. Mm-hmm. What stands out in this uh, this set um, five for you? Well, you know, um, you know, I, I'm I, unless unless Clowney gets hurt, um, I'd say he's probably a lock for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take him if yeah. I was the worst. If I was, you know, by the numbers, the worst team in the NFL. Um, Look out, New York Jets. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he just he really changes games. I mean, I'm sure you know just by watching your bowl game last year. I mean, yeah. he absolutely completely changed that game. Michigan had a great chance to come back. They were moving the ball down the field, and he just just you know lit up the running back and completely changed the game. It was over every single time. It won you know some ESPN Play of the Year stuff. I mean. It was, it was a big, big hit, for sure. I mean, and that's the kind of thing, you know, everybody talks about, you know, it's one thing to talk about Heisman and stuff with him, but um, just he changes the game so much, and people will game have to game plan around him. And I think, um, I think that, I mean, you look at the teams they're going to play, um, Georgia in particular, like when the fact that, you know, they're close, so closely ranked and everything, I think it's going to be one of those two teams, you know, that's probably going to end up coming out of their division. 
mm-hmm. um, to the SEC title game. But you know, they sure George has a great quarterback, but South Carolina, I mean, has exactly what you need to stop that quarterback. I, I question the impact of one player. On an entire defense, though. It I can think, be important, I but think, it's not like basketball, though. I think they'll just like overcompensate for him. And I think that that maybe helps the tackles inside. That's the kind of thing that I think he does. Because we used to have a guy, Bruce Irvin, who was kind of just like him. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is they double-team him so much it would open things up in the middle. Um, you know how you do that? You do weak side short passes. Oh yeah, of course. Like that's I just, how you counter it. Yeah, I just, I just think that uh, it, 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 he's a leg, he's a very legitimate threat, and um, d- definitely one of the reasons South Carolina is ranked as high as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas A and M, you know, will we see Johnny Manziel the first game? I don't we're even know. Tell, we're going to be talking about it on our next episode because that's I don't something even know. that developed. That, uh, but um, no. I, I don't think they even necessarily need him the first game. Mm-hmm. If it comes to that. Rice, I mean, yeah. Um, you got to get him ready for the 14th, though. I that's think that offense will probably be more efficient than it was last year. Um, just, you know, as he's matured and learned more in the offense. It's hard to you know remember that it's his second year. <laughs> like that's crazy to think about, but um, that team, it's all going to be about. Can the defense make key stops like they did last year? Mm. I did not think they could do that against Alabama, but they did. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what it determines. Sure. They can score 50 points, but can they stop people? Um, Clemson and Louisville. It's all about the quarterback play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two guys who, you know, both, dual threat in a way, but they both have big arms. I mean, throw all over the place. Uh, Taj Boyd was at one point committed to us. Everybody thought he was going to come here Mm. and um, we were really excited about it. And uh, you know, he's, he's, he's turned into like a, you know, a really great quarterback over the years and he decided to come back. I think that's for, for first time listeners, us being West Virginia. Oh yes. Sorry. Um, (laughs) And then Louisville, um, you know, everybody expects Louisville to just march right through their schedule this year. It's not and a. I don't think strong... it's going to be that easy, though. I really? think they're some some at some point they're going to struggle because there's always a game that they do <laughs> against some lesser team, and um, I'm not really sure who it's going to be, but um, I guess UConn's still there, <laughs> right? <laughs> for now, Rutgers maybe before they bolt for the Big Ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but again, I mean, you know, they just absolutely they, they, the score of that game last year against the next ranked team, Florida, yeah. in the bowl game wasn't as close as the game score was. They handled Florida the entire game. Yeah, and um, Florida, it's all about can they? Well, I'm sure they're going to have a good defense. I mean, they've got a lot of guys returning who were really good. And will play a lot of games in the NFL, uh, but uh, can they get that offense together? It's it, they win ugly now, mm-hmm. um, which is not what everyone's used to at Florida. But it's kind of what I think their coaches brought over to their team. They find ways to win. It's just it looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> when you watch it. Um, so so it kind of remind me of like you know old style SEC teams. That's true. 
Um, because it, I mean, ten, those, those old Tennessee games, they used to be like six to three, <laughs> you yeah. know, or two to three, but they win. So, um, again, it's going to be tough for them because uh, I think their schedule's pretty tough. Um, there's a game coming up that a lot of people wonder why the, the spread's so close already. And we will talk about that later, but, um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk about it because I think there's a surprise team out there that Florida will play this year mm. who is not in their conference. Interesting. Give us the 11 through 15. Yeah. Um, at 11, we have Florida State. You know, another good year last year. Um, everybody was talking about could they make, you know, could they make the next step? Make it, you know, not just to the Orange Bowl. Or, or whatever BCS Bowl, but to, you know, the national championship game. And they, you know, once again, they they lost a team they definitely shouldn't have lost to. Because um, once they got over the Clemson, who, you know, that was a great game to watch. Um, everybody thought, oh, it's smooth sailing from here. But, you know, they just, they couldn't overcome, like... It just seems like there's always a, a loss there somewhere. We don't know where it's gonna be. It was brutal. I mean, it was yeah. It was such a good team and a really strong defense. Oh, I, I so had good. them winning the national champion like, for last year. Like, mm-hmm. so that was tough to see them losing the way they did, and it was it was kind of fluky. Yeah, I mean, I think this year they have even more depth. Because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys, uh, on uh, especially the, the defensive ends and tackles, they um, played so much because they were up by so much all the time that uh, they've definitely developed more depth there. And a lot of these guys are five star guys that they recruited, you know, two They're years having, ago. They've had an incredible, you know, run recently of recruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running backs played really well last year, and then they had injuries there that were really tough. So expect them to come back. Jameis Wilson. Is there, you know, redshirt freshman quarterback starting? And uh, apparently he's the real deal. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like uh, looking at their schedule, there's going to be a few games where it's kind of going to have to be up to him. He's not just going to be able to manage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But the running know, game helps, you know, for Oh, a of course. You know, if they can line up and knock everybody off the ball, then it's going to really open up things for him. Uh, it'll make it a lot easier. Um, and again, I think they'll rely on that defense again. Um, I, I think that it could be actually better than it was last year. Wow. Um, just depth-wise, that always helps you know, when you know you can get fresh legs in there. Yeah. Um, LSU, you know, when are they not in the top fifteen? <laughs> that's another that, that's strong not... recruiting team. You exactly. Um, you got to feel like um, you know. Uh, they, I mean, they went head to head with Alabama last year. For for all intents, you know, I, I saw you that day. That game was happening, and yep. um, I actually was down in, at the bar watching it and thinking, "Oh my gosh, LSU is going to win!" Uh-huh. <laughs> like we thought, Alabama's run was over, and uh, you know, they just give up some ridiculously long plays at the end of the game, and um, you know, they they lost that one, but. Still, I, I think they're going to be good this year. I, you know, I think they'll be competing with other teams. I just think that there's maybe three other teams out there in their conference that could beat them. Probably, you know, three out of four times. 
if they lined up. I, not to say you know, not to say anything against them. I just think that um, there are a few teams that are more talented than them. And obviously, you know, you look at the thing, and there are teams ranked ahead of them in their conference. Well, but, uh, both for what it's worth, both Alabama and LSU have their bye weeks during Yomacon week, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can't happen again. <laughs> okay, and then um, thirteen, we got Oklahoma State. Um, it didn't seem to matter who they played at quarterback last year. They were all really good. Um, and I don't I, I feel like their defense is got to get better because it seems like it's the weak part of their team every year. Um, and they've got to be getting better recruits because they're always getting really good offensive recruits. Um, so I don't think it really matters who they decide to end up being the starting quarterback because I've seen all three of those guys play and they're all really good. I think wait, one of them transferred maybe. Um, but I, I think they'll be fine. But I mean, there's a reason that they're ranked up there. Um, I don't know. I like them this year. Plus their coach is a man. He's oh, 40. Exactly. I he's mean, not kidding. That I mean, that's all he's gonna do to motivate him. Is just walk in and be like, "I'm a man," you know. Come after me. <laughs> um, Notre Dame, you know, uh, surprisingly, uh, did anyone see them being no. that good last year? No, no I, one saw them going to the national championship game. I got to think a lot of it was the defense, Manti Teo's leadership, yeah. and you saw like when he starts to falter, be it catfish or whatever ridiculousness uh that team was not the same yeah but Uh, like i mean you gotta think you like where chip kelly's going with this like he's definitely uh, i think brian kelly has the the page kind of going in the right direction but i think there's definitely a step back this year oh mm -hmm. um guys let me look at their schedule even i mean you had Everett Golson taking them most of the way last year, and now he's suspended for mm-hmm. the year due to academic violations. So I would imagine they go Tommy Reese, who's, mm-hmm. gosh, he's got to be a senior or fifth year by this time. But they got a pretty tough schedule you, ahead you of think, them. Uh, you think they'll finish the season higher than where they're ranked? Hmm. No. No. No, I think they're still in the top 25, but not 14 or above. Okay, yeah. Definitely. I, I, I mean, mean, you got tough games. You they have, always have a tough schedule. Temple's not uh, not that you know difficult of a game, but then you have at Michigan, at Purdue, mm-hmm. which that, you know, don't want to fall into that trap, versus Michigan State at home. Then they host Oklahoma. A couple weeks later, you get USC. And then you have some, you do the Air Force, the Navy, Pitt, BYU, and Stanford at the end of the year. Yeah. You could see you know, three or four losses. And a lot of those games last year, it was the luck of the Irish. Yeah. If you really think about it. I mean, the Stanford game in particular, that was wild. Yeah. That was crazy. I mean, um, Michigan could have even beaten Notre Dame if they didn't have, you know, was it five interceptions or what was it? And it was still mm-hmm. a close game that you know came down to the last couple minutes. So I think you know the defense kept him in it last year, and the luck of the Irish runs out. Yeah, um, and we got Texas. Um, they've got to be better than they were last year. I, it just it's it's amazes me how they can recruit the kind of talent they do and not be 
amazing. I, I mean, it just like watching uh, the game we played against them last year. Um, the, their defense looks so bad, but they've got you know it's full of five star guys like mm. who are just look like they have no idea what they're supposed to do. But then that's I guess talking about their defense is one thing, and uh, I I don't I don't know if they retain their defensive coach or not. Well, they're supposed to have like the really good secondary coach. Yeah. So yeah, that's well, that's strange. I just because they they kept talking about like how they might fire him halfway through the year, and then they just went the whole year with him. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if they're going to be in the same scheme or, or or what exactly. But uh, you know, they return a quarterback who is probably going to be pretty good. They got to light that fire under their yeah. butt. You know, get that motivation. And I and the other thing is. Last year, they uh, I think they started five different running backs. So, um, I mean, they're loaded that position. If if they can be halfway decent on the offensive line, you got to think that, you know, they've got plenty of guys who can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and just com- you compare them to a lot of the other teams in the Big Twelve, and I really like them in all in a lot of those matchups. Um, so, you know, I definitely think you know the you know, talking about where they'll finish, I think they could finish higher than where they are right now. Yeah. Um, At 16, you got Oklahoma, <laughs> 17, Michigan, 18, Nebraska, 19, Boise State, and at 20, TCU. Uh, naturally, being, you know, Michigan's the team that I quote-unquote represent and is mm-hmm. my alma mater. Uh, so naturally, I'm I'm drawn to the Michigan and Nebraska pairing at 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think these are your two teams that this is going to be what the legends division comes down to. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll get to who I think would prevail and something like that later here as we give our uh, champion and division predictions. Uh, but there's, there's possible flaws with each team. And I, I don't know. I think, no, I don't want to give away what I like more, but you know, these, these are two good teams. And I think, you know, They'll kind of be around this area, like in the maybe the teens, for, for most of the season, because you're going to have you know better teams that are going to take some more of the cachet and your know, national attention and whatnot. Uh, but these are two teams that are going to stick around. I think in the top twenty-five for most of the season. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, as far as Boise State and TCU, I think Boise you've got them out in the Mountain West. We don't do the predictions for that conference, but they you know kind of consolidated the Mountain West and the WAC uh, into the new Mountain West. And Boise State still looks like one of the best teams there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they always recruit really well. Um, con- considering, like, um, they're not in a major BCS conference, it's harder to recruit. But, um, you know, they always seem to get guys who can come in and... Um, pick it up like you know they've been playing college football you know right away and uh i don't know it's just pretty you know like a lot of the recruits they get there are guys who might have got looked over at places like texas and ohio state Mm -hmm. and um they'll take them you know and they they end up i think what their coach is great at doing is develop developing them into really good players yeah chris peterson does a good job with that i mean another coach you know bob stoops is going to have the Sooners ready to play at Oklahoma. Granted, losing Landry Jones, 
it's a big deal, but they'll they'll come to play. And you know, TCU kind of struggled in their first year in the Big Twelve last year, but mm-hmm. maybe that experience will help them. They, you know, maybe they get it more together under Patterson. Yeah, I mean, you know, just because uh, I watched a lot of Big Twelve games last year, so you know, Oklahoma. I really don't understand why all their fans are panicking like mm-hmm. they are. They A lot of people think they're going to be awful. Um, I don't think that they would have been ranked where they are if they were going to be awful. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you're, you're, a, you're turning a quarterback who's rushed for like 24 touchdowns already or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some offense. <laughs> Right there. I mean, but sure is he, he starting? Talk. Is he the one that they chose to start? I have no idea, but you've at least got him if you want to use him. Yeah, they're going to start uh, Trevor Knight at okay. quarterback, but they'll still have Bell in, you know, for goal line packages, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're acting like they don't have anything, <laughs> which is what I don't understand. Um, and a lot of their fans didn't really even like their old quarterback. So. <laughs> Um, and then, um, you know, with TCU, they've got two quarterbacks coming back who, um, probably both, I mean, either could start really and they'd be fine. Their defense is going to be a lot better. Um, that's what we all, when they weren't in the BSS conference, got to know TCU for is they always had great defense and that's why they could play with, you know, these higher level teams, teams that were in big, you know, from bigger universities. Right. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to be even better than they were last year. And they were, you know, kind of a surprise. A lot of people thought that they were going to be probably better than they were last year. I think we're going to see a better team this year. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a team that compete for the top of the Big 12, but yeah, definitely better than what they were. Well, and, and then um, on Nebraska real quick, just, um, you know, they seem to do okay throughout the year, but then they... When they lose games, they lose by like thirty points. That's what it or, was last year. It was pretty brutal to. Ohio I mean, State. when they lose, they just get blown away. It was what Wisconsin did to them was just like sickening to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I like their coach. You know, I mean, he he was he had some really good teams when he was in the Big Twelve, but uh, it just seems like. Uh, Every time you think they're going to take another step, they lose by 50 points. Mm. Interesting. Why don't you wrap, wrap out the uh, final five there? All right. Um, let's see. We got UCLA, who um, you know a lot of people are picking to be, what, the South champion, um, just based on the other teams that they're looking at there. Um, and, I, you know, who I think will probably be better than they were last year. Um, their quarterback is talented. Um and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they lose a great running back. But um, I think that there's probably enough depth, depth behind him to develop, you know, probably three or four backs, kind of like substitute them a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think the fact that they're not in the north really helps them <laughs> oh absolutely yeah so i i think schedule wise you know we'll, we'll get to see what they look like against some of the other teams but uh i'm thinking they'll probably be better than they were last year um northwestern um don't sleep on northwestern yeah exactly i mean i i think a lot of times people uh, think uh you know 
oh, can they have like consistency there? Can they, you know, you know, kind of keep getting better, getting better recruiting classes and stuff? They're going to sneak up on a few teams this year. <laughs> they have the best coach they will ever have mm-hmm. in Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, uh, they're they're gonna have a good year. I don't know if it's necessarily a division winning year, but they're gonna contend. And then uh, Wisconsin, um, you know, they lost their coach so, uh, to everyone's surprise. Yeah, I guess you would say. Uh, many people thinking it was a lateral move for him. Um, it was to the SEC, um, but uh, at least the condition of the programs, um, people were thinking. I mean, Wisconsin, look at all these Rose Bowls they've gotten to. <laughs> They get you the know? line right on both sides of the ball, and that's that's yeah. important. They got and, and big kids there. Last year, what they were ranked pretty high to start the preseason, uh-huh. and then then they go out west and lose. Yeah, isn't that them? Mm-hmm. Everybody thought they were just going to run all over everyone last year, but for some reason they they um were struggling. I mean, they were really struggling, and uh, as the year went on, they really turned things around. Like complete 180 um and you know kind of finished it off with that just absolute demolishing of nebraska mm-hmm. um and then you got usc who you know what they were seven and six last year something like that yeah and i had them out there in the national championship game were, with uh, florida state that didn't turn out with too the well te- either. with the talent they had they should have had a much better record um so but they got marquise lee out wide yeah don't don't sleep on them. They're going to beat some teams that people don't think they will. Um, and as soon as that starts to happen, everybody will jump on the bandwagon. Yep. ESPN. Especially after um, they beat Notre Dame. I'm just yes. saying. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. It's going to happen. Um, and then Oregon State had a much better year than people expected. Because um, everybody, really yeah. everybody wants to talk about that other Oregon team. You know, because they're fun to watch. But, uh, it wasn't much of a civil war, though. No, not really. Um, I think, uh, what was it, once their quarterback got injured? Yeah, that was it. Their season kind of mm-hmm. went away. But, um, th- I mean, I like the recruiting they're doing. It's really hard for me to check Pac-12 recruiting battles and stuff, but I somehow found it on recruiting websites, <laughs> and uh, I like what they're doing there. I think... Uh, They've got a few guys on that team who could really play for anybody, like a lot of speed out wide. But, um, you know, I like them. I, I think uh, if they weren't in the division that they're in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'd be doing all right. But because they're there, it's going to be really tough on them. It will be, yep. All right, so now we get to the part where we you know, pick our division winners and the conference champions. Now, bear in mind we have... Our picks written down. We do not share with each other who we pick. If it happens to be the same, you know, we've ended up picking you know, the similar picks uh, more often than not on occasion. But that's not based on what we consult with each other. Yeah. Uh, it just happens to be that we think along the same lines. Uh, and so we have, you know, the different conferences. We pick the Heisman Trophy winner. And then the different bowl matchups. Yeah. So, Joel, let's start in the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, formerly known as the Big East. 
extension file. Well, first of all, I mean, what's what's different this year? I mean, two teams you had moved from the Big East mm-hmm. to the ACC as the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, that'd be Syracuse and Pittsburgh are now in the ACC. Yeah. So then, then you took some teams from Conference USA, uh, some remaining Big East teams because that just went through a whole ringer, and now they're the AAC. And there are going to be even some more changes next year. But for what it's worth, these teams are Cincinnati, UConn, Houston, Louisville, Memphis, Rutgers, South Florida, Southern Methodist, or SMU as more people know them, Temple, and Central Florida. Yeah. Who do you like? Well, um, just kind of, you know, off the bat, you know, you kind of look at what each team did last year. Um I think Houston's like maybe two years removed from that really good season they had. Mm-hmm. Um, Case Keenum. Yeah, um, but I mean, like you know, they had him, and then um, I kind of looked back at a little bit of what they did, you know, the past year because we we got a transfer running back from there, hmm. um, Charles Sims, who will probably be our starter. Um, he's really good, and it's a shame they don't have him this year. But thank you. um i I think they could really use him this year because i was looking at least at the other returning offensive talent they have um i think it's gonna be pretty tough you know even the schedule isn't really that tough but you know that it is it's probably going to be a step up in competition for them you know at least from what they're used to playing um you know because cincinnati louisville rutgers you know they get guys who, you know, are true Division One talent, I mean, you know, get offers from schools like Ohio State, Texas, you know, Michigan. Um, and I think it's going to be tougher. Than, I think, you know, you look at all the teams that have kind of stepped up to play against those teams, it's going to be tough for any of them to to get back into, you know, playing at that level each and every game. Um and, uh, you know, right off the bat, you know, team, the teams that, like, I'm just looking at to compete with each other are those three teams I named, Cincinnati, Louisville, and Rutgers. I think, um, you know, if I had to pick one of those three, it's going to be Louisville. Um, they have a Heisman candidate for sure. Um, and really, the, the one of the reasons that they were so good last year was their defense. Mm-hmm. I mean... Florida looks so lost against them in that BCS game. And, uh, you know, it, those games are so late in the year, It's I think it's easier to judge um, the talent. And, like, you look at who's returning, I definitely like Louisville out of all these teams. Mm-hmm. Give me Louisville as well. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a difference maker in that conference. And you don't have any significant powers, whereas Louisville proved themselves last year. I don't think they lost too much, as far no. as you know, Mm-mm. talent goes. I I think you know they are going to be, you know, kind of hovering around the, the five to ten range throughout most of the year, unless you know teams start to fall. Because last year, there was a lot of teams you know, falling. They, they might actually have, one, two of the best defensive backs in the country on their defense. So, uh, their rec- the recruiting there is amazing. He has a, a gr- their coach has such a great connection down in Florida because of where he used to coach and where he played. Um, 
that I, I think that um, he's really got that pipeline going from down there. And, um, you know, a it's lot a of people have it. A lot of people want him for other jobs. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if if Louisville does indeed, you know, go to a BCS game, have another really good year to see how many people come after him for head coach. I think more than you'd expect. Yeah. It, regardless of the fact that they're moving to the ACC. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the ACC, uh, you had the Atlantic Division with Boston College, Maryland, NC State, Wake Forest, Clemson, Florida State, and Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a battle between Clemson and Florida State. It's going to come down to that one game. I happen to have Florida State. Uh, I think, like you said, you know, the depth on the defense is going to help. Uh, and... You know, Clemson, I think, is weaker on the defense, whereas the two strengths might cancel each other out. But, you know, the running game with Florida State, I think, is going to be the difference maker in that one. I don't see any other the teams really competing. I know NC State had a nice year last year. Mm-hmm. Syracuse was a bit of a surprise. But when you just stack up the talent, it, it's either Clemson or Florida State, I think. I've got the Seminoles uh, coming out of the Atlantic Division. Well, I've got I've actually um, got one of those teams you were talking about, but it's Clemson. Mm. Um, reason being, um, I think I think Taj Boyd will kind of play at a different level than we've seen him play before this year. Um, and like, I actually probably I mean he he's probably at least going to get invited to New York. I think he's going to have one of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I look at that matchup in particular, what scares me about it is, I mean, you got to think another thing that made Florida State so good last year was the quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you go and you look at the NFL draft, I mean, there's, pro- I mean, there's gotta be a reason that they picked him so high in the draft. Um, and I, I think it was because they saw, you know, how well he played throughout the year. And um, I, I indeed think Florida State will probably have the best defense in the ACC. But um, I, I don't necessarily know what to think of that offense this year. Um, I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last year. Um, I actually think the defense is going to be better, though. <laughs> so, um but yeah, I think uh, I think Clemson this year, um, I think they still find a way to lose a game. Yeah, <laughs> find a way to Clemson, as everyone calls it. <laughs> um, well, let's see, Florida State to me, although they have just a much easier schedule. Clemson, you got Georgia at the start of the year, you mm-hmm. get that big Florida State matchup, and then you got South Carolina at the end of the year. And I know it's two SEC opponents. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have a bearing in the division, but. When it comes to tiebreakers, that might not help you. I think, to me, one of the reasons I think that benefits Clemson is because I think they will be more battle-tested mm. by that point. Um, kind of know what works better against you know, a team of SFSU's caliber. Well, that's um, true. Now, when you got South Carolina at the end of the year, just you know, short screens to bubble screens yeah. to Sammy Watkins. Oh, so. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the Coastal Conference? You got Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Pittsburgh. 
Then you've got this division. Yeah. <laughs> this division. I was like so tempted to pick Virginia Tech. Um because I'm sure that's what pretty much everybody's, you know, at least all like the experts and stuff are picking. Um I just I don't know, was it like a year or two ago that everybody was declaring their quarterback to be amazing? I mean, everybody thought he was going to... Logan Wilson? That was last yeah. year. Yeah, everybody... And they thought he was going to come out for the draft, right? Mm-hmm. I, I still... I just don't think he has the intangibles <laughs> or something. It just seems like every time he starts to have a little bit of success, the next game he goes out and throws three interceptions. Is he back this year? I thought he was. Yeah. Hmm. I almost got like, feel like he... Graduated I think they've or like something. changed like the quarterback coach too or something. Like they found like they they're changing the offense to fit him better or something like that. Like West Coast, I don't know. I don't know. I think that they changed the offensive coordinator or the quarterbacks coach, um, basically to try and adapt to what he does well. I think most well, of the time he's a senior. Go yeah. figure. Um, I just I still don't think. I feel like maybe even by the end of the season, he might not be the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know it seems weird. It's just, um, I don't know. Well, but that defense is going to be better um, I, because I think that, that that their defensive coordinator is the most talented, <laughs> one of the most talented defensive coordinators out there because he always takes um, players who might not, you know, be, uh, you know, even three or four star players and he turns them into just, NFL caliber players like mm. he does such a good it, it's amazing that somebody has not swept Bud Foster up for a head coaching job yet and I think it's because he's supposed to be the coach in waiting yeah. there um, but um, I'm not picking Virginia Tech I'm going with Miami oh look at that and um, the more and more I looked at uh the ACC, I, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention to it, but uh, I, I really wanted to figure out, you know, who in this coastal division like is worth picking at all, you know? Yeah. And, and um, I looked at it, and I, I, I was look, what I really looked at was the defense, was the offensive skill positions, and Miami has so much more talent there than any other. T- I mean, they have as much offensive skill as Clemson does. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how they're not going to score lots of points this year. Um, they are going to surprise a lot of teams. And that's when I was talking about the Florida-Miami yeah. uh, game this year. You look at the spread on that, it's very close. A lot closer than anyone would expect. And there's a reason it's that close. People have been scouting them during their spring practices, and I think they know that they're they're going to be at least better than what people think. So that's why I went with Miami. See, this is where we write our picks separately, but sometimes we're on the same <laughs> wavelength here. I've got Miami as well. I was tempted to pick Vatek and Beamerball and these things that work. But like you said, it was their defense that let them down last year. But yeah. they do have the offense to you know keep up with teams. I don't think their defense could be better. I think so. I mean, you got to be better than what they were. Mm-hmm. So this is a tough 
division though and not like difficult just like uh, it's a little brutal to look at it's it's yeah it's it's like i don't who am i supposed to <laughs> though while i would think miami would win the division i have hesitations on if the ncaa banhammer is going to come down on them um, during this year for the shapiro stuff yeah uh so it might be a team like Vatek representing them in the title game Mm-hmm. If they get the postseason ban or something like that. So I'm a little hesitant there. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Miami's coming out of the Coastal. So, so we both that, agree that on the field in Miami. I, I agree, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably both get it wrong, but yeah. for now we agree. Uh, so that means I've got Florida State and Miami, and I would have Florida State as my ACC champion. I just think yep. too much for the Seminoles. I've got Clemson as my champion. Clemson. The Tigers. Well, let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, we start in the north with Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Those trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got those trees winning in the north. Um, All right. I think the yeah, the defensive front. Defense wins championships. Uh, it's a cliche, but it works. I think Oregon, while they'll be very good, falters a little bit. You know, Chip Kelly was just a master at what he did. There's a reason he moved on to the NFL, and mm-hmm. there's potential there. So I think you do keep, you know, some of the high-powered offense with you know Mariota behind it. I think you know, Stanford's defense is enough to win that division. Mm-hmm. It'll be close. It'll be close. But I've got yeah. Cardinal. All right. Well. Um... Strangely enough, I have the same team I picked last year. Those quack, quack, quack ducks. Quack, quack, quack. Um, and really, it's because of uh, the talent returning. Um, not, the, not the coaching talent. But, um, you know, we, we, make, we always make a lot about first-year head coaches. Um, I think what helps in this situation is that he, he knows He's he's been he's been there while they've had this success. Um, you know, Chip Kelly is a he is a personality. I mean, he what he's one of those guys that walks in the room and knows he's smart. <laughs> you know, like, um, and I think that that really made his players play that way that they did at like that that other level. You know, was able to get them to, you know, basically run themselves ragged the entire game so they could run 90 plays a game. But uh, definitely, I think the fact that he's been there before with them and he understands how the offense works, um, I don't really think they're going to miss a beat offensively. Um, defense, the thing about their defense is that they've been getting um, better players, much better players because of the offensive talent that they've recruited and because of the success they've had. Um, so I, I, th- I think that um, their defense was surprisingly good last year. I don't know if it's going to be that good again this year. I think their offense could actually be better, <laughs> mm. which is uh, kind of insane to think about. Um but um, that's how they're going to win games. Their defense is just going to have to make stops. And they've, I mean, their secondary 
you know, I was talking about Louisville's secondary. Their secondary, like, is the best secondary in the country. Those two cornerbacks are, you know, going to be NFL players. They're really, really good. Um, and uh, I, I think if they can at least hold up, def- like, on the defensive front, because their front's smaller than a lot of the teams out there. Their defense is based more on speed. Um, I think why I like them over Stanford is because I think it's one of those years where they can wear Stanford's defense down just with the amount of plays that they run. Um, you know, I, I, I went on record saying I think Stanford has the best defensive front in the country. And um, the thing is, I don't think that they have the most depth there, though. Mm. I think their front four are probably the best altogether. But, you know, depth-wise... I don't think they're going to be able to hold up the whole game. And also, Oregon's it, a team that's going to try to beat you over the top. Yeah, exactly. A quarterback another year matured, they're going to put the ball in the air a lot more than they did last year. And Oregon has who I believe is the most exciting player in the country now that Tavon Austin's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he can beat you so many ways. And I mean, they're just loaded. It seems like every year they're loaded on on that side of the ball. Um, and they are bringing in five-star receivers every year, too. So, um, well, Like you said, that, that might be another team that gets hit by the NCAA hammer. We don't know. We have no idea know. yet. I mean, mm-hmm. so far they've gotten a pretty... <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty with clean. nothing. <laughs> I mean... It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, that's that's going to be a game. It's it's going to define the division. It's going to come down to turnovers. So it's going to be I, interesting I to watch. <laughs> the South Division in the Pac-12, you have Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, UCLA, and Southern Cal, USC. I have UCLA. Mm-hmm. I think you know, we were talking about how they're an improved team this year. And uh, this is a pretty rough-looking yeah. As well. Yeah, not too easy on the eyes there. Uh, you know, Arizona, Rich Rodriguez, you have, you know, potential on offense there, but the defense is gonna uh, bite you. <laughs> um Utah, not as good as they once were. Colorado making slow improvements. Arizona State, slow improvements. USC, yeah, they, they have to be a lot better, but uh, is Lane Kiffin the leader of that team? The real leader of that team. It's <sighs> no. questionable. They're thinking of like a dual quarterback system, I think, out there. And uh, that doesn't seem to be a school that something like that would work, especially when you have a standout wideout. No, so I think I, there's... UCLA is just the more well-rounded mm-hmm. team. I don't think they're yeah. going to be you know, really high up in the BCS oh, or something like that, per se, no. but you know, win the division. Yeah, I, I think they're making, they're making slow strides to be becoming you know, a really good overall program again. Um, yeah, this division, it's, uh, it's kind of like, it's more of a look at the teams and then decide what you think, like looking at each team individually, like Arizona, you were saying, I don't think that defense is going to improve enough mm-hmm. over the off season. They're, they're too busy shooting like Western videos and stuff. <laughs> um, you know, they've got a really good running back coming back. Um, and I'm sure Rodriguez will 
find he always finds a way with his quarterbacks to make them very productive. But it's I I don't think they'll be able to outscore everybody, um, especially some of the teams they have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona State, um, you know, I think I think maybe next year um, they could definitely you know have a much better. I mean, next year I'm probably gonna pick them. <laughs> To, to win the South. Mm. But um, I think they're still about a year off. Mark it down, folks. Mm-hmm. Colorado is awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, they just... they're Maybe they'll be a little bit better than they were last year. But I, I don't think they've recruited well enough to compete with everybody else yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah is going to have another down year. Um, that it it kind of stinks for them because they went into the league right when they were kind of in the middle of re-recruiting everybody and everything because they used to have some great teams. I mean, yeah, I remember watching them go beat a amazing Alabama team in the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're still not quite up to the level of recruiting they need to be to be in a BCS conference yet. Um. UCLA, um, out of all these teams, I like more about them than any of the other teams. Uh, USC, there's leadership problems all over the place, and not just who's the quarterback there. Um, they could be better than last year because, I mean, it's not that hard to be better than 7-6. and six. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I don't think they're going to be to the level that everyone expected them to be last year. So, um, so I'm going to pick UCLA by default. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of how it is in some of these divisions. Um, it's just who do you think is going to screw up the least? Right. Um, and I, again, I think UCLA is going to be better than they were last year. So I think that of all the teams, they're definitely improving more than the other ones. So, so I assume we both have our North champions winning. That yeah, game? I, I um I think the like at least for mine I think it's probably going to be closer than everybody expects. Hmm. I think by that point UCLA UCLA has built up a little confidence and yeah, so it'll be got, more entertaining. So. so you have Oregon and I'll have Stanford winning the Pac-12. Move on to the Big Ten. This is. My conference that I watch games regularly on, based mm-hmm. on my location in Michigan. Uh, in the dumbest division names that are being <laughs> changed next year with the addition of Maryland and Rutgers. So for this year, you have the leaders division with Penn State, Ohio State, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. I think it's pretty clear Unless some random divine <laughs> act happens, Ohio State is going to be winning this division. Now they couldn't last; they couldn't represent, you know, in postseason play. Uh, that was their self-imposed ban. That's gone, as far as I know. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Which is true. Yeah, weird because they have the undefeated season. Now their second year at Urban Meyer. Uh, God, what a terrifying head coach to be you know a rival against <laughs> oh god uh you've got braxton miller who if he improved as much as he did from his freshman to sophomore year and continues that to his junior year 
that's going to be pretty scary. You have uh, talent all over the field, really. Ohio State's going to be a very good team this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, look at the other teams. Um, I, I don't think Penn State can have as good of a year as they had last year. It was a pretty big surprise to a lot of people. They were a big surprise, for sure. Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure on them to be better than they were last year, but I think be, I, I'm sure they had a down recruiting year because of everything that happened. I, there's no way they can be that good. The restriction on scholarships is going to hurt them. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying new things in practice, as you see maybe on some of the Sports Center specials or whatever, but they'll be a, a good team for that division, considering yeah. you have... Purdue, Indiana, Illinois. Although Purdue could, you know, sneak up on a couple people, but yeah, they might be the second best team in that division. Yeah, um, I think that um, I, I, just looking at the, you know, the other other teams in there, I sure Purdue could be, you know, better than they were last year, but I don't think that they have enough talent to sneak up on somebody like ohio state no um indiana there's plenty of offense there they just they can't stop anybody um and uh, illinois is is not back to that pinnacle of success that they had um who's their coach it was ron zook ron zook but not anymore um and then, you know, we talked about Wisconsin. They no longer have their head coach. So we have no idea if – there was a mentality for sure there with being tough up front on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Um, and it remains to be seen if that's going to continue or change or, or what's going to happen there. But, I mean, there's talent on that team. It's just is it the right kind of talent for what they're going to do now? I don't know. Usually coaches come that come in try and work around what they have, but um, I just think like playing against a team like Ohio State's gonna be too much for them. Interesting. Now um, in the Legends division, you have my alma mater, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, and Northwestern. You have four teams in this division. Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern. Those are gonna be your contenders. I think this is going to be one of the most competitive divisions in the country. Yeah. And it's kind of weird saying that when my team is in it. Do I pick my team, though? I don't like doing that. Also, because I've seen some of the injuries this team has suffered. You had their leading tackler last year gone with an ACL Mm-hmm. You know, partway during the offseason, Jake Ryan, uh, that's a big, big loss in that defense. Now you've got, you know, Courtney Avery, one of their safeties, just went under the knife for just a quick knee procedure. Their, you know, second string wide receiver, he's gone for the year with an ACL. If Michigan's going to do well, it's going to be on Devin Gardner completely. Um, he has a potential to be a great quarterback and to, you know, rise above it in this league, but. This is his first full year as a quarterback. Hmm. He showed great things last year, but they're supposedly on the same page with uh, the offensive coordinator, but I don't put so much faith in that. 
Michigan State, I was tempted to pick them. They're going to have a good, good defense, but the offense might struggle a little bit. If there's a you know season where they kind of sustain you know the good things that they've done the past few years or slip back a little, I think they slip back a bit this year. They didn't have the best year last year. Northwestern, I don't think they're ready for the big time yet, uh, but do watch out for them. They'll be competitive. Yeah. Kane Coulter, he's a great mobile quarterback. So I've got Nebraska winning this division. I think it's going to come down to the Michigan-Nebraska game. I think there's going to be you know, some tiebreakers involved here. Um, give me Nebraska and Taylor Martinez. He is legit, and you know if you got the black shirts on that defense, I think they'll be better. Uh, I think you know the, it was just a mental thing last year with you know the way they were beat down, and I don't think they'll. I don't even think they competing against Ohio State this year. Let me look at that schedule of theirs. Yeah, because of how the you know the divisions are set up, I mean. Nebraska does not have the strongest schedule this year, and I think that plays their advantage. Currently, yeah. the only you know few ranked games with the, you know, the top 25, you have UCLA, they're playing on the 14th of September. Then you have Northwestern and Michigan, home against Northwestern at Michigan, back-to-back weeks in November. Hmm. Otherwise, you know, you're not playing Ohio State cross-division. Not this year. You're not playing Wisconsin cross-division. You've got Penn State and Iowa. I'm sorry, Iowa's in division. You've got Purdue and Penn State that you're playing cross-division. And granted, they're both on the road, but give me Nebraska to win the Legends division. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I... Let's see, what did I pick? Um... Yeah, I uh, I considered picking a few different teams because um, you know there's it, it's kind of hard when you look at this division. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think there's going to be you know even it comes down to who is ranked the highest at the end of the season, kind of thing. There might be like a two way tie, and then um, as to like who goes to the champion, the the Big Ten championship yep. game. Um, but yeah, I, I considered Michigan, um, and then I again, like I started looking at um, who they returned, um, and while I, you know, I liked what I saw from the quarterback last year, um, you know, he came in and kind of gave him a spark, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, especially for just you know coming in and like as a reliever, and. Um, I, did you know a very good job um but uh you know de- and defensively i actually think they'll be better um but uh not who i picked um i think actually uh does nebraska play michigan state they do they do okay i figured they did um another reason i considered it is because i was thinking Oh, well, I think Michigan will beat Michigan State, but I think Michigan State will beat Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of went against it just because I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, um, I think Nebraska's got to be better on defense than they were last year, and I know they're going to score points. Um, 
and I kind of looked at like you know quarterback experience, and they've definitely got an edge over most of the teams with that. Um, and I just think they can, you know, they can score fast. Yeah. I, I looked at all these teams, and I was like, you know, who's got the most explosive offense? And uh, it's definitely Nebraska. Um, and you know, some of these teams can. I think these teams will all kind of beat each other. Yeah, in a way, and Nebraska will just kind of be there as the dusk settles, you know, waiting for the Big Ten championship game. Kind of what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So does that we have the same we have the same. We uh, yes, we do. We have the yeah. same title game. Now, if Ohio State weren't, you know, suspended from postseason play last year, this would have been the matchup. Uh, and Wisconsin last year, if you remember. They were mm-hmm. the third place team in that leaders division because of Ohio State and Penn State. <laughs> yeah, and they surprised was... Nebraska. Um, I do have Ohio State winning the Big Ten championship. Uh, I think Urban Meyer and his talented team is just gonna be too good. Yeah. Um, same here. I, I've got Ohio State. Um, I think they'll be able to slow Nebraska down enough to win that win that matchup. Big 12, again, with this year, not a team or a conference that, excuse me, has enough teams to make a title game. Mm-hmm. So this is your conference, so I'll let you get you know first honors here. You got Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and your alma mater, West Virginia. All right, so, um, you know, kind of reminiscent of a lot of the other Big 12 teams in past years where lots of offense. I mean, you've got to look at these teams and think, um, you know, there's probably not any team that stands out and you say, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to have a great defense. But I think all these teams can score. Um, you know, you, you maybe not Kansas. We're not really sure if they're going to be better or not yet um you know hopefully they are because they've been so bad for so long that um it'd be nice to see someone turn that program around a little bit um and i think i think they started getting like they're getting a lot of junior college kids to come in um you got charlie Charlie weiss insulting the kids there too yeah i mean you got to think that you know he's probably gonna try and bring a bunch of junior college kids and use their use scholarships on them and then uh, kind of go for like a let's just try and win like four or five game kind of year you know something like that instead of doing what you probably should in building up recruiting classes um so um you know, no one likes to play Iowa State because they don't like to go there and play them because they always seem to beat a top ten team every year. It happens every single year. Um, so I'm sure that will happen this year. Um, and I actually think they'll be better than they were last year. Um, Baylor, um, you know, they've got the uh, was it the running back who transferred from Oregon, who had a great like last five games of the year last year who said something like, oh, you know, I'll be there in New York next year, making crazy statements. Um, uh, you know, they're, 
next to I think they actually run more plays per game than Oregon. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, so that's going to be another like, you know, fast tempo offense, putting up crazy yards all over the place, and it really doesn't seem to matter who the quarterback is there half the time because last year, you know, we didn't know much at all about that quarterback, and he came in and threw for you know almost a school record in yardage. Um, and so I think they'll be you know improved on the like offensive side of the ball at least compared to what everybody thinks they're going to be. Um, defensively, who knows? <laughs> I, I have no idea what to say about half these defenses. Um, Kansas State is that is a whole different team. I mean, they lost. That was so all many... about Colin Klein last year. Yeah, I mean, they lost a starting quarterback and they lost so many starters on defense. Really good players. That is not going to be. They're not going to be even close to as good as they were last year. Um, definitely a rebuilding year for them. Oklahoma, um, they lost some offensive talent. Um, they still have lots of talent on both sides of the ball. I don't think they're going to drop off the face of the earth like a lot of people. Um, Oklahoma State, talked about them. They have you know two quarterbacks. Um, we're not really sure who the starter is going to be yet, but um, doesn't really matter. They they have a great running back. Um, I think he's like, I want to say he's like a sophomore or junior. Um, I think Texas is the most talented team in this conference. Um, Just overall. And I think as the year goes on, that's going to show. Um, I've got Texas winning this conference because, um, you know, while a lot of these teams, I think a lot of these teams that, had you know okay years last year are going to have better years. There's not anybody besides Texas that that stands out to me as somebody who um, has enough talent to to beat them. So I, I I think maybe you know they might lose a game or two, but I don't think any other team will be able to keep up with that pace. Um, so regardless, you know, as long as they don't have like major injuries like their quarterback or something, I see them winning the Big 12. Interesting. Now, I would, you know, say that you're more right about this conference because I don't watch Big 12 games that often. All I know is that this is kind of a wash from last year. Mm-hmm. There's so much turnover. And so that's where I decided Let's make a bold pick because no one saw Kansas State coming last year, uh-huh. and so they could easily you know surprise people and get contention. And gosh, I remember the possibility for that Oregon Kansas State game in the national championship, and then they they blew it. Yeah, I am going to go with Baylor. All right, I think it's just kind of a left field pick. I think, you know, while their defense may struggle at times, that the offense, like you said, kind of Oregon-like. If you get enough talent, people are talking up the Baylor offense this year. Yeah, it's C-Strunk, or I think is the name of that running yeah, I back. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And when you've got a dynamic offense, like, it's, you know, things can happen when you don't have any stout, you know, powerful defenses, mm-hmm. especially in the conference. So... Could be a lot of shootouts. 
I'm going to go with Baylor. I'm not totally confident in the pick. I was considering Oklahoma State for a little bit, maybe Oklahoma. But I figured, why not? Let's throw it out there. Baylor. Yeah. It, it's, it's sure to go wrong. I know it. <laughs> Let's go on the SEC where... Got too many of the last years of the national championship, <laughs> you know, run through the SEC. In the West, you have Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. You got to go Bama. Bama's going for the third consecutive national championship, the three-peat. And who's going to do it? Arkansas under Brett Bielema? <laughs> Brett Bielema's you know, players aren't even in there. It's a completely different system. Auburn is probably still very bad. LSU, yeah, could definitely compete. Uh, you never can you know, underestimate the grass-eating less miles. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, we saw that hot start last year. That fell apart quickly. Ole Miss, never been much of a contender. And I think Texas A&M, you got to think, is it going to be, you know, when's, if at all, is the punishment going to come down on Johnny Manziel? And then who do they have left? I, I think it's Alabama's division to lose, and I don't think they do. Yeah. Nick Saban, so much talent at Alabama. It just kind of reloads there every mm-hmm. year. Every year. And you still have TJ Yeldon there. Yeah. He's going to be a beast. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Um, it, I mean, definitely... For me, it comes down to at least Alabama, LSU, and A and M. I think I don't think any of those other teams are going to be able to get into the mix. Um, you know, we we talk about what was it Mississippi State? Yeah. Last year, they they were having a really good year, but that's just because the tough part of their schedule came at the end of the year. Um. They're one of those teams that, um, looking at their schedule, they could go out and win seven games and then lose the rest, and I'd consider that a good season for them. Yeah, for them, because yeah. Because there are potentially four or five teams that they should not beat, but they're still a really talented team. That's why it's really tough for a lot of these schools that get new head coaches, like places like Kentucky. I mean, it's hard to compete. Because all the teams seem to just reload and are well established every year, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean I've got Alabama. Um, it's it's it would be really hard to argue reasons why they shouldn't. Um, they definitely return the most talent. I mean, they lost some guys on defense that were really good. But they've got guys coming in off the bench who got really, you know, a lot of playing time. And, um, you know, they've got recruiting classes coming in, um, like guys who were recruited in the past that are apparently going to be better (laughs) than the guys that were already there. So um, hard to find a weakness on that team. Um, And... uh, that's why we've all got them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In the East, it's Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. 
I will take Georgia for the second year in a row. I do like the combination of Aaron Murray and you know at least Ty Gurley um, with whatever you know running backs they have back in that stable. Uh, the defense is going to be good, not as good as last year, but you know good enough. I mean, yeah, missing Jarvis Jones and Alex Ogletree, it's, it's going to hurt. But it's the SEC. You're going to have good players down there. And, you know, they made that system work in Georgia. Florida is scrappy, but I think, you know, it's going to come down to that game. And like I said earlier, I think South Carolina, they can do, opponents can do enough to negate, not negate, just kind of diminish the overall impact that Jadavian Clowney can have on the game. While he can certainly be impactful, and I guess we do have to see, you know, all the talk that's gonna, you know, coming out of Columbia there. I think if you throw, you know, short pass to the weak side, you know, get the ball out quickly, you're not gonna have a defensive end, you know, wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Get in shotgun formation, set bubble screens. Like there are ways around it. And I don't know if Connor Shaw can make enough difference for, you know, the quarterback for South Carolina on the offensive side of the ball. So I'll get Georgia coming out of the East. We're actually different on this one. Mm. Um, I've got South Carolina. Um, As to why is because I think out of all those teams there, um, actually like kind of Florida and South Carolina side, I think those are going to be the two best defenses in that division. Mm. Um, and, you know, I know we're, we're kind of in a time where, um, you know, it's all about the high-flying offenses and stuff, but that's where I'm kind of getting back to. Um, and what really I looked at was I looked at South Carolina-Georgia last year. I looked at that game. And... Um, because those were the two teams I was considering. And um, South Carolina absolutely just stopped Georgia. And nobody thought that was going to happen. Georgia was well on their way to a, like a perfect season mm-hmm. at that point. Because and Georgia in that SEC championship game. Yeah. Who catches the ball in exactly. the middle of the field and time's running out. And you, exactly. Uh, it was dumb mistakes and South it was dumb mistakes in that game in South Carolina just absolutely shutting them down that's, that held them out of a national championship game, really. And I, it just, uh, I think in that matchup, I, I like them. And I think that's why, because I think there'll be a point where they have ident- like identical records and then when they play each other, that's when that's decided. And uh, I just like South Carolina against Georgia. I might not necessarily like them against every other team. Well, when they play is the seventh, week two. Uh-huh. So it's, it's right. And that's the, the thing. I'd rather them have Georgia early than late because I think, I think all the young players on, that Georgia has on their defense, um, by week nine, they're going to be great. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But week two, they're not going to be ready. Yeah. And I, that's the reason why. If that game was late in the season, I'd pick Georgia. Um, it's all about that matchup to me. And, and that's that's basically how I decided it. Well, we're going to see Jadavian Clowney early first, you know, this Thursday at 6 p.m. against North yes. Carolina. So 
you know, set your dials for that one. Mm-hmm. Dials, it's like old TV. Set your DVRs. I mean, rather. It, and then you know, talk, speaking of Georgia, I mean, who's not going to watch their first game? Oh, that's yeah, going to be that's going to be one of the best shootouts you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you have Alabama moving on? Yes, South um, Carolina. Yeah, in a close game. I think it's going to be close. I I love it when those games are actually close. <laughs> I know that the championships aren't always close, but right. Yeah, I've, I've got Alabama as well. All right, here's the uh, the one of the more random curveballs here when we predict the Heisman Trophy winner at the end of the year. Uh, who would have guessed Johnny Manziel last year would have come out of nowhere? No one. <laughs> I mean, the first freshman to ever win. So it's pretty unpredictable. I'm going to go with AJ McCarron, quarterback right. from Alabama. I think you got you know one of the best teams, and if he moves on and win a national championship, granted the Heisman is you know picked in early December, before any of the bowls and all that, but. I think the possibility, you know, if Alabama's in the national championship game, like I think they will be, I think the possibility that he could become the first quarterback ever to win three consecutive national championships and be the leader of that team for all three, I think that's significant. And, you know, last year, you got to think, Manziel had, you know, won that Heisman because of his rushing contributions. However, when you look at A.J. McCarron's stats, he was thrown over 30 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Wow. That's incredible. If he keeps that up this year, I think he's in a really good position there. Although, this is a crapshoot, so you have no idea. Who do you have as your Heisman winner? Well, first I want to say that's a really good pick because, like, the more and more that people think about Alabama, they got to think, how in the world are we going to beat them? Because, you know, they've got great running backs. They've got great defense. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's... We can't find weaknesses on that team, people. Um, well, I've actually got the guy who I think is just the most entertaining to watch, DeAnthony Thomas. From Oregon. Yeah. Back, yeah. I mean, you know, you can talk about the other guys on that offense that might put up, put up numbers. I think he has is going to have a lot of opportunities because I think they're going to put up tons and tons of points. And I think he's going to be responsible for I, They're going to give him chances to return punts, you know, when they need him to. You know, when, the, when they're in a close game, you know, they're going to put their best player there. And it's clearly him. Um. You know, I just like to watch the guy, you know, so I'm hoping to see lots and lots of, you know, exciting plays from him and exciting plays in big games. That's how you get mentioned for the Heisman. You know, you don't always have to be a quarterback as much as it's hard to not be a quarterback and get it. It's just like it's kind of like Reggie Bush. I mean, he's that same kind of player. He does mm-hmm. all things. He re- he receives, he returns punts, and he runs. So It's a good choice. It's a really good pick. I like that. Now let's go through our bowl predictions where this gets really squirrely. And you just can't predict these things, especially when you talk about BCS at-large teams. I mean, that mm-hmm. becomes unpredictable. I am going to go for the Rose Bowl. 
where it's the Pac-12 or at-large versus Big Ten or at-large. I'm going Oregon versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I have Ohio State winning that one. I think Ohio State just misses out of the national championship game. I think they slip up and lose one game, so it's not undefeated. I know a lot of people think they're going to run undefeated, but I think the Big Ten can be too competitive, and they you know, slip up on one. Uh, don't count out Northwestern. Northwestern yeah. might pop them for a surprise. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, but So I have Oregon and Ohio State. Uh, and give me the Buckeyes over the Ducks in that one. What about you? I've got Stanford versus Ohio State. Mm. Um, which I, you know, I think uh, this is probably the kind of matchup that Ohio, like you know, Ohio State says they want a piece of Alabama, but I don't think they do. So they'll basically get West Coast Alabama, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I, It'll be interesting to see um, because you know they they play, play they play some physical teams in in the you know in their conference you know It'll, it remains to be seen like what Wisconsin will be like this year but um, you know you'll see how good Ohio State is if they play Stanford because Stanford will you know they they beat you up front and so th- that's what I'm interested to see you know I know that Ohio State has you know talent you know out wide you know you know quarterback who's extremely talented but i'm interested to see up front you know who they can play against because Mm -hmm. you know if let's say they do get to play up against alabama what's to stop alabama from just running all over them yeah you know so i I, it'll be interesting i'm interested to see that who do you have winning then i'm sorry um stanford stanford interesting As far as the Sugar Bowl goes, that's the SEC champion or at-large versus at-large. Give me Georgia mm-hmm. and Boise State. I think Boise State sneaks in as an at-large. Um, they might run the table in that Mountain West, so that's going to get them close. I mean, not national championship contention, but you know, probably BCS, I'd say at least. And uh, Georgia, I think, you know, with how close it's going to be uh, in the SEC, I think they'll yeah. you know give them enough there. And I have Georgia beating the Broncos of Boise State. Yeah, um, I've got let's see, South Carolina versus Louisville. Hmm. So, um, you know, in that matchup, um, I, don't know, I just think it'll be fun to see. Clowny chasing down Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, to get to that point, you know, South Carolina's had a really tough schedule compared to Louisville's schedule. Um, I-, I like South Carolina in that game. Fiesta Bowl is the Big 12 or at-large versus the at-large. So because of my crazy... Pick of Baylor, I have them here, versus Michigan. I think (laughs) despite Nebraska winning that division, I think it's close enough with Michigan that uh, we saw it with Virginia Tech and Michigan a couple years ago in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Where Michigan snuck in because of the power of that national fan base. And I could see something like that happening again, especially if a team like Baylor... Mm-hmm. who probably wouldn't travel as much, 
they're going to need some big audience draw for that game. Yeah. And I think, you know, Michigan just might be the team that could do that. And I would have the Wolverines being the Baylor Bears. I've got Texas versus Georgia. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that game kind of sells itself, don't you think? That's a good one. Like, I, it's it's a matchup that I've really always wanted to see. Um, because there's been a lot of really good Texas and Georgia teams over the years. Um, Georgia's one of those teams that they rarely travel far away for a game. Like, rarely ever. I mean, when they leave, you know, the South, you know it's a big deal. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of interested to see that. Because I think, you know, because... I'm interested to see it because I don't know how well their fans travel. Because they their fans usually don't have to travel that far for their games. Right. You know? Um and I think, you know, I think Texas would have more people there. But um and then I've got uh I've actually got Texas with the upset. Ooh. Um I think Georgia gets disappointed with how they finish the season. Interesting. That's a, that's a good good pick. I'd watch that game for sure. Mm-hmm. The Orange Bowl is the ACC champion or at-large versus an at-large. So for me, I've got Florida State, and this is where I have Louisville. Ah. Uh, Florida State and Louisville. I'd, that'd be a great defensive battle. Oh, my gosh. With, yeah. you know, two quarterbacks that are, you know, one you know, trying to make a name for himself and one trying to you know, extend his legacy at his school. Mm-hmm. With uh, Winston and Bridgewater, respectively, that'd be a really good match. I think that'd be that'd be something else, especially after Louisville you know, played Florida last year. Let's get that in-state rival, yeah, going there in the Orange Bowl. And I'd have the Seminoles of Florida State. I, yeah, I think what you've Louisville got Cardinal. is you've got like you know one of the powers of the ACC and somebody who's going to be really strong. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, you know. Yeah, you'd love to see them play before they actually play in the regular season. What about you? Um, I've got just all the offense. All the offense. Um, my second place Big 12 team. So, oh, wait. I've got Clemson, who won the ACC, right. versus my second place Big 12 team, who one of the reasons that they got the at-large bid is because they only lost one other game that year, or this year. And also because they're averaging like 60 points a game, Baylor, mm. <laughs> Clemson versus Baylor. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a it's shootout. going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm glad you're kind of high on Baylor and you don't know, think they're a good years. That makes yeah. me feel a little better. Well, no, I, you know, I mean, when, when you've got players on your team saying, you see me in New York and you're just like, this guy only played like five games this year. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would you have winning? Oh, um, I've got Clemson winning. Mm. Yeah. All right. So I can already guess what your national championship game is. Uh, <laughs> and you probably have guessed mine, <laughs> yeah. Because interestingly enough, they both come from the same conferences. Mm-hmm. We would both have Alabama going. I have them against Stanford, and I have them against Oregon. How about that? <laughs> I believe I picked that last year. 
That sounds about right. <laughs> I just really want to see it. <laughs> it would be a fantastic game for sure. Oh, man. But your game would be like the most physical thing ever. It, it would be. And it's really going to come down to that Pac-12 game, you know, kind of altering Destiny. I don't know who's going to beat Alabama. I don't think they're going to slip up this year mm-hmm. to like a, a Texas A&M, it's, yeah. Johnny Manziel, Magical Season sort of thing. It's really hard to see anybody who uh, is just, that has what you need to beat them. Um, they're, they're just going to have to have a really bad game in order for them to lose, I think. So I am going with Alabama for the three-peat. I know it's not a sexy pick, but with the way this dynasty is building and how the team reloads every year and just the talent... Seriously, watch out for TJ Yeldon and AJ McCarron. I've got as my Heisman winner because you know, managing that team and doing the unthinkable as far as history is concerned. I think you you go to the NFL after this year, after you win three straight national championships. I mean, not to give you know Stanford any credit. I think you know they if they get to this game, they have to run the table because. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're in a one-loss tie with Ohio State, the Buckeyes are getting a nod. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. if Stanford, you know, you know beats Oregon, yeah, they, they don't lose any games. Like it's it's possible. So that's why, I've got, that's why I've got them here. But I do have rolling tide rolling on. Well, I've I've got Alabama too, but um, this year, like, I'm thinking like a like a. 70 to 60 kind of score <laughs> like something that we've never seen in a cha- national championship game um actually all together like i was like writing out this like trying to predict scores for each game oh yeah and i added them all up and it's like that it's going to be like the highest <laughs> total points ever in all bcs games so you got a, a shootout of a national championship with ridiculous points and then about a month later, it's going to snow at the Super Bowl in New York, according to the Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, I mean, let, let's have it, let's have the Super Bowl in New Jersey. I mean, come on, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. It's going to be a wild football season, that's for sure. Now we're going to come back here in the next couple of days. We're going to have our next episode of Down the Sidelines. Mm-hmm. We're going to have our pick six, where we you know pick against the spread. We're going to have our instructions for how you can participate. Because you get to compete against us in our picks throughout the year, and then you can be like Major Moses, yeah, who was a definitive winner last year in both college and pro football. Looking forward to it. Also, next week we have our NFL preseason special, just like this mm-hmm. one. Uh, not as many teams, so hopefully not as lengthy. Yeah, but that's going to be something to look forward to as well. You ready for some football? Oh, please, yes. I've been waiting all year. <laughs> it's going to be a great time for sure. With that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. Hope you enjoy the weekend sports.